Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Today, we're going to be talking all about working on Tier 3 vocabulary words. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or following me on social media or using my TPT or resources or SLP Elevate, you know I'm a huge fan of working with Tier 2 vocabulary words. So I'm going to take a step back and just review the different tiers of vocabulary in case you are unsure of what they are. Tier 1 vocabulary words are those commonly used words that are typically developed indirectly, like cat, dog, ball, shoe, right? We typically don't feel needed unless we are working with our AAC students or nonverbal students to teach these words explicitly. Tier three vocabulary words are those content-specific words, words that they'll learn in their science curriculum, social studies curriculum. But once they are done utilizing those words for like that test or that unit, they don't really need to utilize them ever again, or at least that frequently. And then our tier two words, which is why I typically work with these words are the words seen across curriculum. So whether it's social studies, science, in a text, it's like compare, contrast, infer, predict, explore, explain, increase, decrease, origin, all those types of words that they might just see in a text and we need to teach our students what to do when they come across one of those unfamiliar words, such as using context clues, prefixes, suffixes, root words, etc. But today I want to explore that if you do want to help your students tackle and be more successful with tier three vocabulary words to help them study for a test, be more confident in their classroom. If they've asked for help, but they're struggling with vocabulary homework and assignments, ways that you can help them in a meaningful way versus just 
drill and kill or memorization, right? We know so many of our students memorize these vocabulary words. They get to the test, and what happens? The teacher writes it in a different way. It's put in a different order, and our students struggle. It's like they've never seen those vocabulary words before, and you have that face like, we practice those in speech, or I know you studied those at home, or right, they might have said that, or maybe they've heard their parents say that to them, right? You know that feeling? Have you seen that? Where your student's like, I studied for it, but I don't know why I failed. I don't know why I couldn't be successful. So I'm going to give you some strategies today for when one, teaching new vocabulary words and ways to teach your students to do this for themselves so that when they have to study for a test or practice new vocabulary words, it's more meaningful and it will stick more. Okay, so one step, this is going to be four different strategies and then a final bonus strategy that will help them out as well when the word, when it, to give them a way to verbally define it because our students also struggle to define. So strategy number one would be to provide images with the new vocabulary. Okay, so, you know, often a lot of these things you can teach the teachers to do this when they're presenting vocabulary word lists or you can work with your students to create like a little vocabulary dictionary and not only just like, like example, like using the word herbivore, you can provide a visual of an example of a herbivore that will help remind them of what the, that might, might trigger. They can use it as a visual in their head to help refresh their memory of what the word will mean. Okay, so this is not necessarily like for the defining purposes, but it helps like instead, like part of their flashcard should be a visual. Okay, step number two would be to provide features. You can utilize like the EET, like the expanding expression tool. What category does it belong into? What does it look like? What parts does it have? Right? So a plant cell, an animal cell, you know, where do you find it? What parts, what is it made out of? A herbivore, it's a type of animal that does what? Right? You want to think of as many different categoristics and features as you can and list them. Again, you can utilize the EET or the expanding expression tool as a framework to help uh, guide of what features to utilize. But it could be just as simple as category, function, parts, etc. Step number three would be using non-examples. So, for example, what's not an example of that, right? Uh, what would not be an example of an executive branch? What would not be an example of a carnivore or herbivore? So, like, for an example, for a herbivore, tigers are not herbivores because they only eat meat, okay? So, not only are you giving what it is, you're giving what it's not like the opposite, okay? So you're really getting a deeper understanding of what these vocabulary words are and teaching our students to memorize or practice all of these, not just the definition that the teacher gave. And then step number four, we're using words in a variety of contexts. So having academic conversations, practice utilizing it to explain a lot of different things, find it in different sources, in different stories, and show different pictures of it in different settings, Okay, so try to think of how you can utilize all four of these things, providing images, describing the features or characteristics, using non-examples, and using the words in a variety of contexts, you know, maybe multiple sentences of examples of utilizing that word, not just one sentence, right? So often we just use that one, but maybe if a teacher gives a different one, they don't see the correlation. So if we give multiple samples of using the word in a sentence, it can help our students see how that word can be used in multiple cases or scenarios. Okay, so by giving our students this framework, and this might mean that they might have to have a larger index card versus a small index card, or their flashcards might be pieces of paper. And that's okay. We want to give our students more opportunities to be successful by providing more information and to have a deeper understanding of what these 
words mean. So that when they see an example of a tiger, they know that's not the right word, right? Because we gave them that non-example. Okay, so now that we our students have a deeper understanding of what the word means, we need to teach our students how to actually define. Our students don't know how. If they can't verbally express that definition, they're going to have a harder time finding the definition in like a multiple choice or matching scenario, especially if it's not exactly how they memorized it. So one way you can do it is by utilizing the items that are on this flashcard or this strategy. So you can give them a sentence structure like a herbivore is a type of blank animal, right? You can do category that the features are structures, right? So, and you can even expand on it utilizing all those things. So a herbivore is a type of animal that eats plants that does not eat meat, right? You can give them all those different things that you utilized in that framework. And by teaching them to do this on their own will help them carry over this skill and to show them how they can be successful on their own. We can't do this every single time with every single vocabulary word, but we can teach them how to do this so that they see the benefits of doing this on their own. And again, when you see that progress and success, it's something that you can share with the teachers. Like, hey, your students benefit when you provide these more elaborate definitions, these visuals paired with the definition. I've worked with high schoolers working on science vocabulary, and I took the time to find just Google images of the various microscope parts, or if they were learning biology, the different structures in the, either the body systems or whatnot. Having that visual with the vocabulary word is going to be so much more beneficial to them than just the word and the definition alone. Okay. As you can see, this is why I don't really love focusing on tier three vocabulary words, but it does benefit our students to take the time to teach them the strategies and to show them how to utilize it on their own. Again, by using things like Google images and making more elaborate index cards for when they are studying and showing them it might take a little bit more time up front, but it's going to help you really truly understand it. Not only will you do better on a test, but you will understand what's going on in class around you. You'll be able to participate in those conversations. You'll be able to raise your hand in class and ask for help and participate and answer questions because you're going to be much more confident because you have a true understanding of the concepts being taught in the various classes. Okay, so I hope you found this helpful. Again, just to review, if you're teaching tier three vocabulary words, a strategy that you can utilize is teaching your students or teaching teachers or you can provide describing features or characteristics using non-examples, so what is it not, and using the words in a variety of contexts or sentences, not just one example. And then again, to teach them how to define a blank vocabulary word is a type of category that features our characteristics and giving them that framework to verbally express it or write it out themselves so that if it is a fill in the blank or if it is matching, they know what to look for. They can look for the category. They can look for the features. They can look for the those different things because they have more than just a definition provided to them. All right. I hope you found this helpful. I'm going to provide you with a joke like I always do because, hey, jokes are fun. Why is your nose in the middle of your face? Because it is the center. Ha ha ha. Get it? S-C-E-N-T-E-R, center. Ha, ha, ha. All right, guys, until next week, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. 
It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.